rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Oh, God. This is what fucking happens. All right. Hey, shit. That's what happens when there's 10,000 things going on. Thank you guys for putting up with this shit. I hate it myself. I didn't know that YouTube wasn't working. I use a program called Restream. Well, it's not a program. I have to buy into it. So we stream the show from where I am. My internet connection goes out to one place and Restream disseminates it to all different media platforms and social media platforms so i'm not chugging along with my so it doesn't clog my stream you know what i'm saying and restream isn't streaming to youtube well it started to stream to youtube and then it shut down so it's not working right now over at youtube if you if you're there it says it says waiting for me but it's not working uh, anyway, so I'm hoping that the YouTube audience comes over and finds us on Facebook for now. It's a real pain in the ass. I kind of hate it right now because we have a large following on YouTube that joins the show, and it's not that much fun without them. Well, it'll be fun anyway. I promised to do a show. I wanted to... Thank you all. So we did a Patreon challenge yesterday asking if anyone, one person, becomes a patron in the next 24 hours, I will do a show on set on Monday night, and here we are. You can listen to this show. You might be listening to the show tomorrow on a podcast. So my name is Tara Devlin. If you don't know, this is Tara Buster. We call this unapologetic liberal talk. And I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I'm tired. I'm honestly sick of dealing with Republicans, and I'm here to take back the mantle of patriotism. And it's really about time that we get to the point. Well, no, not about time we get to the point. It's about time we understand that we, liberals, liberals are the real patriots, and that the conservatives, who the ones that we are up against right now, they they're off the they're off the chain. There is no redeeming qualities. There are no redeeming qualities about them anymore. They they're gone. They're a completely illegitimate party that has absolutely no interest in governing. What they have an interest in is dragging us back to the very system the founders fought a revolution to escape. And that is, namely, one where the rich own and rule everything, and everybody else knows their place and awaits their rewards in heaven. And it's about time that we believe them. You know, there's that... What Maya, Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. Well... Let's believe them. They are a, a cult. They are a greed-centered death cult. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to continue to pretend 
that they are have any interest in meeting us halfway and having a bipartisan road to democracy, a democracy that works for all. Are you kidding me? Know them by their fruits. How many times do we have to get go through this with them? Go through them showing us who they are. First of all, look at their standard bearer. If that doesn't say it all, I, I lived through the Bush years, as many of you did as well. And we never thought that they could do any worse. And then they go and surprise us and they give us the greed-centered, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who receive fewer votes. And they pledge allegiance to him. So before I continue with the show, I hope that others have found their way over here to the Facebook page. I like I like it better at YouTube, I hate to say, because people can give me super chats. That's, if I want to be honest, exactly. It helps. It helps keep the show going. That's why I ask you to become a patron. And before I continue, and also Facebook sucks. Okay, we know that Zuckerberg. Please. Um, I have many complaints about Facebook, one of which is that they for some reason, I keep hearing how they can't fact check Twitler or all of his filthy, disgusting politicians. All of his enablers, they can't fact check them, but they fact check my site. RDT Daily, they have Tucker Carlson's fact-checking some bullshit that he started that pretends to fact-check, and they give us, they give us uh, checks and, well, they don't give us checks. They give us, they hit us with these, with fake news. When, for example, we got hit with fake news because, and they then they put you in, they suspend you. You're not able to monetize your site. Not that we can anyway on Facebook. I have 150,000 followers on Facebook on at the RDT Daily Facebook page. You would think that that would just mean something as far as money, right? Like we could be able to reach people. We'd have subscribers and whatnot. No, 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 no. That's not how Facebook works. Even this show, when I broadcast this show on Facebook, it doesn't go to all the subscribers or all the people who like RDT Daily. It only goes to those who I, if I boost the post, I have to give Facebook money to boost the post. You understand? Which I don't do because fuck them. And then they have Tucker Carlson hits us with the fake news. This is what I don't understand. Why don't you hit the fucking president, the so-called president with fake news? So we got hit with fake news, quote unquote, because there was a meme that we posted from Occupy Democrats, by the way. It wasn't even our meme. We, we repost memes. We do that. They do that with our memes. We share each other's content and we post it. And the, it, was a, it was a quote. It was a Twitter quote from one of his rallies where he said, nobody would, uh, the fake news won't report on this amazing crowd. 
Meanwhile, there's 25,000 people waiting online to get in. It was something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And they hit us with the fake news quote because the date was wrong. So he said that, quote, on a different rally date. So that's fake news. Do you understand? That's how they fuck us. Meanwhile, Twitter can go out there and tell you to inject yourself with bleach. And they won't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, he let me reel that in. That's fake news. Because he says you need a doctor to do that. You're going to have to you have to hire a medical professional to put some bleach under the skin. It's an interesting proposition, right? We're going to discuss that. Let's look at that. Let's go around and round and jerk each other off. Let's make the con man happy by discussing that. This is how sick this country is. And this and this world. We are we live in a very sick world. And I ask that all the time. I ask the question, how much longer? How much longer? That's my that's how I wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up bolting out of bed with in a cold sweat, screaming, How much longer are we gonna take it? Because we don't have to take it. This is a choice. We've all decided to to pretend that we have a functioning democracy. Well, guess what, guys? I'm here to tell you that we don't. And that's why I'm asking you to go to patreon.com and become a patron so we could keep the liberal media going, so we can wake up the next person and the next person and the next person, and that they come to the table with a full understanding of just what we're trying to do here, which ha- we, we're trying to have a functioning democracy that works for all. And how do you do that? You have to first take an honest assessment of what you're up against. Just like when I was using drugs, because those who watch the show, they, they know I'm in recovery. Like many other, other people, millions of people in this country, I am one day at a time. I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. So, but in order to get clean and have a successful sober life one day at a time, part of that process is taking an inventory, a personal inventory. That's what adults do. What's working? What isn't working? What's killing me? And sometimes you need help. That's one of the things in recovery. You learn to ask for help. And you look to each other because we are interdependent. We're an interdependent species and we need each other. So so maybe I don't have the clear view because I, I can't see the full picture because I'm looking at the picture like this. It's up against my nose. I, I, so I'm not seeing the full thing. So you ask, am I seeing what I'm, I think I'm seeing? Is this for real? Is this working? Is this not working? What do you think? Well, 
Uh, it's about time that the Democratic Party, that the normal people in this country, and I'm not saying you don't necessarily have to be a Democrat, but you are a liberal, you're a progressive, you're a normal person. You are capable of functioning with people who aren't exactly like you, and you you at least hope to as- you have an aspiration to live in a free democratic society that's built for all, that leaves no one behind. That's what it means to be a patriot. So, you know, we have to tell each other, first of all, we got to stop thinking or pretending that Republicans have any interest in what we're doing, have any interest in a free democratic society, in, a, in the grand experiment in liberal democracy. They have no interest in that. They're not just destroying this country. They're doing it, they're dragging us back. Forget the Gilded Age, forget the Progressive Era. They're dragging us right back to the American Revolution and before. We've seen the end of the story before, what Republicans have in store for us. You don't have to be a goddamn psychic friend to figure it out. All you have to do is look at the look at what you're look at history and look at what the uh, what you're doing, what actions you're do- taking today. And history shows us that the what the Republicans have in store for us, we we had a time in Western civilization called the Dark Ages, and that's what they have in store for us. Oh, you're being hyperbolic. You're being just like them, except on the left. No. No, because I'm not tickling your your. Uh, I'm ask. I'm not tickling racist funny bones here. We're we're trying to work together to have a di- democratic society in a country of 320 million diverse people. I'm telling you the truth. That I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You see, know them by their fruits. What have they done? When Republicans get power, what do they do? They ensure that they never lose power. They pull up the ladders behind them. They rig the laws. They gerrymander themselves into permanent entrenchment. And and if they lose an election, do they say, oh, we need to reassess, so let's knock on doors, let's build a coalition, let's get our voices heard, let's ask our, our neighbors what they think, how we can help them, how we can use conservatism to make a free democratic society that works for all. No, they don't do that. They say, how can we kick Democrats off the voting rolls? How can we ensure that they lose their vote? Voter ID. Vote, oh, well, let's make, oh, a lot of Democrats are young people in college. Well, let's make it so y- the youth can't use their student IDs to go vote. So if they're going to college in a, in a college that's far from their home, it makes it impossible for them to vote. Because what are they going to do, fly home one day? To turn around, let's not make voting uh, election day a national holiday either. Let's make it so that workers 
they have to go if they have to go before work or after work they can't stay and wait online for six seven eight nine sixteen hours so let's ensure that they have to wait on long lines by not giving them the proper access or to voting facilities let's ensure that if a a primarily democratic area has one or two voting machines and one is broken. This is what they do. They are the enemies that the founders warned us about, the domestic enemies. They're, they're, all, they're still fighting the American Revolution. They hate this country, and they try to throw you off the trail with all their ugly fashion choices the stupid red, white, and blue shirts. The idiots, they're eagles all over the fucking place. Don't be fooled. I see that a lot of you guys have found your way over to Facebook. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I know. Some, oh, Gus, Gup, Gup on Twitch. I could see the Twitch chats says, Bezos owns Twitch, Zuck owns Facebook, Google, YouTube, we can't win, LOL. What's Rockfin is a, is a billionaire free zone. What's Rockfin? Is that a new thing that I have to join? There's too many things to have to join all the time. That's one thing about doing this. Constantly have to join different media, different social media. It's really exhausting. And half of that, they all suck. Um, before I continue, I wanted, I don't know if we, uh, this got cut off, but I want to say it again, that this show today is brought to you by a new patron. So we have a Patreon challenge. Every day we get a new patron, we're going to do a show. All right. I do these shows. I want to thank you too. Tonight's show is brought to us by Brendan Pierce. He became a patron. I sent out an email on our email list, and Brendan took up the mantle. He became a patron. He he took the extra step. We also received a very generous. Where's my phone? I thought maybe the cat stole my phone or something. He was calling 911 on me. Because he wanted more treats. That's why. <laughs> he was going to call in the cops. But we, we also received... So you can also... If you don't want to become a patron, which... I I know that some people don't want to be patrons because, well, I know that Jude, Jude Morford, she is also a good friend and supporter. She's had trouble becoming a patron. She wasn't able, it didn't accept her credit card or something for some reason, her debit card, and we tried. I tried to do it as well. I tried to help her, and we, we wouldn't go through. So I don't know why, but she supports the show there are many ways to su support the show but of course if you can become a patron that helps us 
because we need to keep going. We need to grow and we need to keep going and growing because we're up against the big billionaire corporate media that pays the billionaires who pay the billionaires to tell you and me to go back to sleep, to not worry about it, that the best we can do is nothing, incremental change, which when you're living in a country that is the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all of our Western partners, incremental change is not going to cut it. So the corporate media who tells us that they, uh, for example, you don't want to give up your, that, well, let me get, I don't want to go crazy again, but oh, you love your private health insurance that no one wants to give it up because even if that means the 85 million Americans who have nothing or next to nothing will finally have health care because you got yours. This is the biggest ruse that gets me insane and also why the show, why I do a show and why what we talk about here is so important because we have to get to the point when somebody, some so-called fake-ass liberal on some corporate media so-called liberal network, MSNBC, which is not liberal. Come on, it's corporatist. It's just a little less racist overtly, but when they get on their high horses about how everybody loves their private health insurance, that is nothing but a a, uh, health insurance racket talking point. And what they're telling you is that you and I, we the people, forget e pluribus unum, our primary purpose is to say, I got mine, Jack. That's what it means to be an American. We're supposed to, oh, I thought we we're in this together. Oh, no, no, no. Not uh, if it comes down to the unholy dollar for a few. Then you got yours, buddy. And you got to say, well, what about, uh, you know, I've negotiated this great health care plan. What do I care if 85 million Americans have nothing or next to nothing? If 35,000 Americans needlessly die every year, you're supposed to say, that's fine because I got mine. Well, we got to get to the point, and this is what we do here. We have to get to the point where somebody saying that will be shamed. We say, shame on you, you anti-American greed-centered ghoul. How dare you propose and, and, and promote that kind of thinking that we're not in this together, that, this, that you should not care about your fellow Americans. I thought that that's what the point of having a government and a country, that's what it's for. What's the point? Otherwise, we might as well all go into our, our armed little camps and, and hope for the best. We organize into groups, into governments to make a society that works for all, not just for the 1%. So, that brings me back to, I want to thank Brendan Pierce for becoming a patron. Where do you hear the real liberal media? Right here. And others like Bob Kincaid, Mike Malloy, Rick Smith, there are a few of us, 
and we all thank you for your support. And I want to thank Brendan for becoming a patron, for taking the Patreon challenge, for taking that extra step, and Robert Borland for your incredibly generous PayPal chat. I mean, not chat, uh, donation. You, you've done it before, and I thank you immensely. Frank Harding, thank you, Frank. Even though, Frank, I know he's a personal friend of mine. I know Frank for many years. So it almost doesn't count for me when somebody I know becomes a patron. Because then I think maybe they're just being nice. But he said, he sent me a message. Keep going, Tara. You're doing a great job. Okay, but he could not, he could be trying to be nice, right? I have... Uh, what mean, It does mean a lot to me, though. And what means a lot are the people who leave messages for me and who leave, um, like, on iTunes. You could give a review. And all of those reviews on there are people... I don't know them personally, so it that's good feedback for me. And, yeah, go really, go leave a good review over on iTunes because that actually helps us grow. And when others who are searching for liberal content go to find a show. Hey, I'm tired of listening to Tom Hartman. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you need a break. Ooh, what the hell was that? That was nothing. Pay no attention to my easily distracted brain. So, yeah, no, I like Tom Hartman. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it gets on my nerves. He has Republicans on the show. I... The way I look at it is like, who cares? They have enough platforms where they can spread their bullshit. But then he says he's trying to model how to get along with them. And I'm like, mm, get along with them. You're giving them legitimacy. I don't know. This is where I'm coming from. He's a highly evolved person, not like me. I have a long way to go. So... He he talks about his father. His father was um, a Republican. He always had debate, debates with his father. I had the same thing with my father. My father was a Republican. He had he was a team. So he was like that typical so uh, called I don't know the typical working class idiot who drives me insane that we talk about on the show. Someone who, he was a garbage man, my father. He worked for a living. He was a teamster. He was a union garbage man. We were able, who was able to have three children and buy a home and put a roof over our heads and have a car and buy a new car every couple of years and go on vacations. And when he was older and had, uh, he retired in dignity and then he got sick. He got Alzheimer's, and he was able, because of Medicare, we were able to get him the help that he needed. Yeah, that's uh, e pluribus unum. But that's all, all of the things that enabled him and me, by extension, to have a decent middle-class life growing up. I mean, we weren't rich, not in, by any means. But we weren't starving, so... 
he would give money to Republicans in those envelopes would come to the house with the Republican friggin' logo on. And I'd say, and as I became more politically aware, in the beginning, I didn't really understand even though I knew that my entire family were Democrats, all of my family, because my, bro- my father had eight brothers and sisters, and the, he, they were all Democrats because, per- personally, per- the, my, my grandmother and my grandfather, my father's mother and father, they had lost all their money in the Depression. They got hooked up with some, some I don't know, some grifter and he ended up stealing their money so they had no money and but they were also so they were they they went through the depression and they were FDR democrats full tilt through and through because they had seen the destruction of the republican party they felt it firsthand and they saw how the democrats were for the working people. And one of the stories that my aunt and uncle tell me, my uncle Ed, who's still alive, he's in his 80s, and he's a Democrat, he's a normal person, thankfully. And he says that one of the proudest moments of, uh, well, not moments, one of the most cherished items that my grandfather had he wrote to his brother in Ireland, he wrote that his one of his treasured possessions was the union card that he had in his wallet. So that was for, that was a working class who, who kind of who this is what drives me insane. that that was a working class that knew who they're who they were up against. They weren't temporarily embarrassed millionaires begging billionaires to trickle upon them. They understood that, uh, yeah, the only that the power that they had were was the power of their unity. We are the many; they are the few. But how do they? How do they overcome? How do they get us? Divide and conquer. What is going on here? I'm looking at the chat. Yes, Tara was talking to Brad Bannon today. Yes. And then Ed says, are you from the fifth dimension? (laughs) What does that mean, Ed? I was talking to Brad Bannon today. I was on Brad Bannon show on, on DC, Deadline DC. It's Leslie Marshall's show. And I was on with Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi, and it was it was good. We had a good conversation, and it's so before YouTube shut me down or restream. I don't know. I guess it's restream. Let me go over to see if it's actually going out. Nope, it's still sending data. That means it's not working. So, but. One of the questions before YouTube, we realized that YouTube shut us down or restream, whatever. Why do I keep saying that? Um, Brad, I I like talking with Brad and Mark, and but Brad, he's he was asking quite one of the questions we we spoke about. He was asking, "What do you think about getting rid of the filibuster if the Democrats take control of the Senate?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." 
let's get rid of it. Well, here's the thing, though. Let's stop pretending that the Republicans have any interest in having a functioning government or a society. Let's stop pretending that they have any interest in governing. They don't. They are, uh, so, so to say, should we get rid of the filibuster? Yeah, let's, let's get rid of it because they have corrupted the entire country, the, the entire system. They don't want a functioning society and government. They like it like this. This is the point. You don't get here by accident. This doesn't happen by accident, guys. Let's get real. And let's get to the point, and this is why I say we have to get, we all have to understand the, uh, the reality. One of the things that's, that is screwed up about this country is that we don't, and you realize it now too, that we don't have a, a common definition of what it means to be an American, what it means to be a patriot. We don't have a common story. We don't have a common history. They have re-revised history. All of those things are necessary to have a functioning society. You have to agree on reality. You have to agree on on certain on certain truths. I'm not saying you have to agree on everything because you're entitled to your opinions, of course but not your facts, not your own goddamn facts. So we're, what, what are we up against with these Republicans? They are completely, it's upside-down world with them. For example, let's look at, I'm sure you might have seen. Let's see here. Where's my videos? Unbelievable. Oh, man, did I not take this video? I bet you I didn't. I, I can play it off of YouTube, though. I thought I did. I was going to play... What the fuck is it? Bing, bong, boom. Bing, bong, boom. Son of a bitch. Let me find it on on Twitter. The lady who painted over the Black Lives Matter? Here we go. You hear this lady here? We're sick of this narrative about the Bronx. We're sick of this narrative. The narrative of oppression, the narrative of racism, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. This is racism is what it is. That's what it is. There is no oppression. There is no racism. It's a leftist lie. Are you serious? It's a lie from the media, the liberal left. Are you 
Oops, wrong page. Sorry. And look at the way they're all dressed. Trump, red, white, and blue shirts, red fucking flags everywhere. This isn't happening in my town. Look at this bitch. For those listening on the podcast, you probably have seen this video. It's gone viral. These these two pasty-faced Trumpanzees painting over a Black Lives Matter paint job. Well, on the I'm not sure what you call it on the street. So in different towns, normal people are painting Black Lives Matter on the street, and here's the Trumpanzees. All lives matter. Look at these assholes. What? You're only free because of our forefathers, this fucking white piece of shit says. Why do they have to be white constantly? All these ignoramuses embarrassing us constantly you're only free because of our forefathers well let's rewind it a little bit you're you're who has to free they're the ones who enslaved people you're only free because of our forefathers f you learn history he says Hello. <laughs> so the woman is saying, you're a colonizer. You're not even from America. You're, you are an immigrant here. You tedious morons. These people, they make the world a worse place to live. And I don't understand how stupid is epidemic in the Republican Party. Here's another one. I'm sure you saw this lady. Let's see, the the Rolex lady. Masks. Rolex. Ma- oh, I spelled it wrong. Rolex. Rolex Karen <laughs> is coming up. I've been looking forward to... Whoops. Wait. This shit all my fucking life. So... Look how gross they are. Target... They offer nothing to humanity. And here you go. Here's exhibit Z-53,122. I'm not playing anymore for the game. This shit's fucking over. This shit's all fucking over. This shit's fucking over. I thought they liked private property so much. This shit's over. 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 Wow. Now, let's imagine this was a black person doing this. What do you think would happen? They'd be tackled by 10 cops. But they just let this person, excuse me, ma'am. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. No, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. 
I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. We don't we don't want any of this anymore. This is over. No. Uh-uh. No. Do you why? Why? You let everybody else do it? You let everybody else do it? Why can't do it? Because I'm a blonde white woman? <laughs> fucking wear a fucking forty thousand dollar fucking Rolex. I don't have the fucking right to fix it up. I'm fucking finally we meet the end of the Oh, they they cut it off. Let's see. This shit's over. This shit's over. This shit's over. This shit's over. This no, no, uh-uh, no. Excuse me, ma'am. Why? You let everybody else do it? You let everybody else do it? Why can't do it? Because I'm a blonde white woman? Fucking wear a fucking $40,000 fucking Rolex? I don't have the fucking... It's mental illness. This is what the Republicans have created. And that's why I say they hate this country. Because they're tickling the mental illness of the easily led. And the one of the marks of a decaying society is when that society is wedded they it went well i'm trying to remember i'm not remember or trying to to, to word it properly it's not when that society um is is awash in uh, conspiracy theories there's mistrust paranoia and this is no longer the fringe. It's in the halls of power. We have the number one QAnon asshole squatting in the White House. And whether he believes it or not, he might actually believe what he says. That, for example, Hillary Clinton and uh, whoever, yeah, they're running a pedophile ring out of a pizzeria. He might believe some of the things he says because he's a moron. But even if he doesn't, I, I, I'm, I'm being generous saying he believes it. I, I don't think so. I think he does it deliberately because he doesn't care. He needs the American people angry, divided, confused, fighting amongst each other. One half, well, not one half, a minority of morons screaming about masks. Could you ever believe that we would be in this p situation where the world is in the midst of a deadly pandemic and the so-called leaders of this country, the representatives that millions of people voted for, even though, let's say, well, Twitler didn't receive the most votes, and also the Republicans, too. Let me remind you guys that the Democrats... When the Democrats were in the minority, the Democrats received a million more votes in the House, but yet were still in the minority. When the Senate, when the, during the 2015, the, the Senate elections, Democrats received 20 million more votes than Republicans, and they were still in the minority. This is why I, I say a thousand times repeatedly we have to get this out into the public conscious consciousness republicans are the enemies that the founders warned us about they hate democracy they have no interest in democracy and they are unleashing the bats out of the fucking belfry they're unleashing their morons you know there used to be a time where the conspiracy theorists were on the fringe now they're running for office. Now they're winning office. 
it's it's really concerning. Here's what Kaylee Meckin, whatever the heck her name is, says about what the rest of the world thinks of us. Do you think the world is looking at the United States right now? I think the world is looking at us as a, a leader in uh, COVID-19. Because the chart I showed you where you have mortality rate in Italy and UK up here and across Europe, and you have the United States um, at a low mor case mortality rate, it's because of the extraordinary work that we've done on therapeutics um, and getting PPE and leading uh, on ventilators and having excess ventilators that we were able to deploy around the world and help other countries. Um, so that's what I would have to say. COVID. Are you insane? The world is looking at us. We're not allowed to travel to the rest of the world. The world doesn't want us disgusting ger our disgusting germs because we're disgusting. The world is looking at us as a leader. No, they're looking at us as a case of warning. As scared straight. Don't let this happen to your democracy. And Putin is sitting there laughing his ass off. He's getting everything that he ever dreamed, and then some. Destroying democracy? Having somebody who's doing his bidding so easily manipulated and easily led? He, who could have imagined? It was so easy to tickle the fissures of disunity and destroy this country from within. You have the people of this country fall for the all the psyops. You know that's what they're doing. You, I talk about it because you could use this as well. Bot Sentinel, go to Bot Sentinel. Let me show you. No, it's not showing my screen. Hold on. BotSentinel.com. It shows you. What's trending? Let's see what's trending right now. Trending topics. Top hashtags. Benghazi ain't going away. What do you think? Trump 2020, Benghazi, QAnon, and Obamagate. These are the top trending hashtags. MAGA. Are you kidding me? So whenever I'm arguing with a Trump and Z, first thing I do, and you can often spot them. First thing I do is check if they're a one of the bots. You just go here and you, and you ask Bot Sentinel to analyze the account. It's not a it's not an accident that of it's an open door. Of course, the Russian psyops. The, the Russian intelligence services, of course, they play th these games with us. We've done it to other countries. We've done it ourselves. The United States, when we helped overthrow the democratically elected um, leaders in Iran, partly we used propaganda. The social media, the new, the different platforms it's it's an open door for these people and the american people fall for it because it's coming right from the white house so we have these idiots who think that the truth is a lie and the lie is a truth and this is not how you can 
how you have a functioning society. It doesn't work that way. It is doomed to fail. And they're beyond, they're not just, it's not just a political discussion anymore. They have reduced the political discourse to insanity, to conspiracy theories and schoolyard bully taunts. For example, and this is why I say, you know, not unlike the filthy, disgusting Republicans, we bring the receipts here. We bring the examples. We show. I'm not just saying, you know how when they asked Twitler, well, well, what do you mean? Why should President Obama be charged with treason? It's Obamagate. You know, you've heard, you all know about it. It's happening forever. It's been going on for a long time. Obamagate. Yeah, you know it. Okay, yeah. We. Uh, what are you talking about? It's everyone knows it. Don't you know it? It's happening all the time. Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate. Say Obamagate three times in a mirror and Obamagate appears. Everyone knows that. But we, we tell you. We show you the examples. I'm not just saying. I wish I was wrong, frankly. You know, the discourse, they have reduced political discourse to a schoolyard bully taunt. They can't even say the name of the Democratic Party. They say the Democrat Party. And everybody lets them get away with it. That's insanity. Why do you let them get away with it? Why doesn't one of those crack White House press corps members get up and say, it's the fucking Democratic Party, you disgusting, America-hating, fascist, Nazi mouthpiece? Why, don't you, why doesn't one of them say that? If they did, we would know this country is back on the right track. It's called Democratic Party. So it's not the Democrat governors or the Democrat policies. No, no, no. It's Democratic governors. Democratic because it's the Democratic Party. You fucking disgusting, America-hating monsters, Nazis, ghouls, grifters, and wastes of human DNA. All of you. For Christ's sakes. Really. The least you can do is call somebody by their name. That is the least respect you can give somebody. What kind of respect is that? They have no respect for this country. That's what it boils down to. They have no interest in living in a free democratic society. They want to live in an autocracy an oligarchy, that's what an autocracy is. You'll have a few, you'll have your, your Twitler at the top, your rich con man, and then they'll bestow some jobs some, and money on all his pals. They'll have all the great tracks. It doesn't matter if they are worthy or not. They'll have the inside track for everything. And there'll be a legislature to write rules and laws to ensure that the grift continues 
and that the little people got nothing. And every now and then the little people will rise up, they'll get they'll be something and they'll throw a, a, they'll trickle something. Something will be trickled upon or every now and then, well it won't be much, trust me. It's never uh, and that's where why we are where we are. Cuz for 40 years it's been going on and they've been throwing subsidies at bleeding. It's like band-aids on bleeding art arteries. But the point is to keep the people from ultimately rising up, but you also to keep the people divided. Keep them stupid. Keep them racist. Ensure that nobody ever, there's no Truth and Reconciliation Commission here in the United States of serfs and lords. No way. They can't afford it. They can't afford the American people getting together and having some kind of healing. They, that's why they won't recognize Black Lives Matter because that brings us dangerously close to having a, some kind of unity. So they'll say all lives matter when I wish all lives matter. I wish. Because if all lives matter, we wouldn't have to say black lives matter. But that's too much. That's too much knowledge. And they think all lives matter. Please give me a break. If all lives matter, we wouldn't be living in a country where you can needlessly die without health care. If all lives matter, we wouldn't have to hold, I don't know, uh, well, we wouldn't have to find a billionaire benefactor or a millionaire benefactor to fund our schools. Your schools, every school would just be funded through the general fund because that's what we're doing here in a civilized country. We pay our taxes. We... Those taxes are distributed equitably and equally among the communities. One of the things that uh, we fund is education. And you don't have to, it's not funded out of property taxes. It's funded out of the general fund. So all the schools, regardless of neighborhood, are equally great. They have all the same supplies, the same access to materials and school teachers and education and after-school programs. Because that's what you do in a civilized society that works for all. But you can't have that in a country that is run by grifters who, when they see nut jobs running around in Florida getting up there screaming, I'm not going to be muzzled like a mad dog. And you better read the truth. They see some old man losing his mind, acting like a nut job. We might laugh and say, wow, that guy's nuts. But it is, it's, a, it's um, an example of how far we've fallen. And exactly, we didn't create that. I didn't make that. You didn't make that. The Republican establishment made that. They did that. GOP TV. 
otherwise known as Fox News. GOP TV was proposed by Roger Ailes to Nixon in the 50s. Here we are. The propaganda, the fascist, the right-wing propaganda networks made that. The same Rush Limbaugh that received the Medal of fucking Freedom. And if that doesn't just denigrate the Medal of Freedom, what does? He receives a Medal of Freedom for spreading lies, for spreading hate, disunity, confusion, conspiracy theories. That's somebody in a sane world who would be in prison. Or at least not on the air. That's for sure. What sane society gives a Rush Limbaugh a Medal of Freedom? No, no, not a sane society. That's right. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. Not a sane society. I won't be masked. I won't be muzzled like a mad dog. And you better read the truth. That, and we can laugh. Yeah, it's funny. I wish it was only funny. This is what I say about Republicans. I wish it was merely comical, except that they're destroying the country and destroying the society. Okay, I have a serious free infectious viruses. Maybe that's why everybody's testing positive and nobody's getting sick. It's a bogus test. And we shut down the world as a, on the basis of this bogus test, and we're gonna we're gonna muzzle me like a mad dog. Then you people ought to be ashamed of yourself to believe all these lies. And look at the look at the death rate in the United States over this last flu season. It's less than it was last flu this this flu season. It's less than it was last flu season. And look all over your Amen. Not just that guy. What disturbs me are the people in the background going, that's right, amen, speak the truth. We're in big-ass trouble. So, here's something. The reason I'm bringing, I'm bringing it all up, but please. I don't know. Sometimes I think in my mind of, I wish it was only a few, you know what I mean? But a, a few nuts here and there. So a few kooks slip through and become, for some reason, they become senators Some they in some back-ass backwater town. But no, they're, they're all over the place. Here's the guy, here's Michael Flynn. He is... First of all, let's remember, Michael Flynn pled guilty or pleaded guilty. I don't know. How do you, how does it say? Pleaded guilty twice, two times. He signed a sworn document saying, I am guilty. I'm not coerced. I'm goddamn guilty. He's a vile human being. 
Well, here's him and all of his fascist family, I suppose, on 4th of July or Independence Day, taking an oath. I solemnly swear. This is the America fetishing. That's who the Republicans are. They they fetishize America. So they're taking the oath, which I took. I took the oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies and foreign and domestic, like Michael Flynn took. Except I never was hired by a Turkish autocrat to kidnap a man on who was being held, he, who was who was hiding it. Well, not hiding. We they were under. He was under our protection in the United States. A cleric that the Turkish autocrat had a problem with. So Michael Flynn was hired by this Turkish autocrat to kidnap this person and take him extrajudicially out of the country. This is who Michael Flynn is. So this man could be tortured and killed by a foreign dictator, a a democracy-hating foreign dictator. And Michael Flynn, of course, didn't report. He's the national security advisor to the effing president, and he doesn't report that he was receiving money from a foreign dictator, that he was working as an active foreign agent. Now, this motherfucker, this America-hating monster, is now taking the making a big show about taking an oath to the Constitution? With the, the same Constitution he wiped his ass with, that he spit upon. Swear. And I will support and defend. And I will support and defend, defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation. These people are vile. They are disgusting. The way that they pander and use use this oath to show everybody, oh, look at us. It's exactly what I always tell you. It's like closeted gay people, you know, because I'm gay. And you could tell the telltale sign of somebody who is a closet case is that they're homophobic. You know it. Not only do you know it and, and you have empirical studies, we uh, scientific studies. Not only do you have your own stories about this, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you could, I mean, you hit a, you could throw a, randomly throw something at a Republican convention and hit a closet case, an anti-gay closet case. And there's always one of them getting caught in the act of being himself, a closet case, you know, in some, um, some, hotel room with uh, some twink and it's what it's like what republicans how they walk around in their flag shirts and wearing all their flag paraphernalia and taking their going on their social media 
and taking the oath for whatever reason. Who needs to do this publicly? It's like these fake-ass Christians. Go play in your closet like your Jesus told you to do. But these fake-ass America haters, they got to show us all. Oh, look. I, I, I support and defend the Constitution. Look, everybody, look how patriotic I am. Pay no attention to how I was uh, involved in a plot to kidnap a Turkish cleric for a friggin' autocrat. Pay no attention to how I lied numerous times to the FBI. Pay no attention to all my crimes against the United States. You know, that same oath I took while I neglected to declare that my allegiance wasn't with the Constitution, it was with the Turkish autocrat. To pay no attention to that op-ed I wrote about how wonderful the autocracy of Turkey is when I was under his employ. And I wrote this op-ed, but I never disclosed that I was getting paid. Purpose of evasion. Purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties. Discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. Son of a what office? What office are you about to enter? You you bunch of pasty, fat people with your USA shirts? I support General Flynn shirt? What office are you about to take? Oh, it's just the, the office of idiocy. The pandering platoon. That's how you could tell they hate this country. Uh, they're surrounded by flags and all kinds of red, white, and blue pins made in China, American flag lapel pins. They can't get enough. Taking oaths in front of people. Meanwhile, here's a, in, in well, Michael Flynn, our ally Turkey is in crisis and needs our support. Here's an article from 2016. It's fair to say that most Americans don't know exactly what to make of our ally Turkey these days as it endures a prolonged political crisis that challenges its long-term stability. The U.S. media is doing a bang-up job of reporting that Erdogan's government cracked down on dissidents, but it's not putting it in perspective. You see, it's being so unfair to the anti-democratic foreign dictator who's cracking down on dissidents, meaning imprisoning journalists who are reporting on his abuses of power. We must begin with understanding what Turkey is vital to U.S. interests. Turkey is really our strongest ally against the Islamic State, as well as a source of stability in the region. It provides badly needed cooperation with U.S. military operations, but the Obama, that stinking Obama administration, is keeping Erdogan's government at arm's length. 
Why would they do something like that when I'm getting paid to write these op-eds? Even though I'm not telling anybody that I'm getting a lot of buku bucks to pretend to, you know, to blow smoke up the ass of an autocrat. It provides badly needed cooperation. An unwise policy that threatens our long-standing alliance. You know what? I mean, ah, the, oh, the humanity of it. Why doesn't, why is President Obama, that stinking Kenyan Muslim, why why isn't he why is he keeping turkey at arm's length the primary bone of contention between the US and turkey is the a a shady islamic mullah residing in pennsylvania who i will kidnap i will try to kidnap him oops whom former president clinton once called his friend in a well-circulated video, sort of like the way, uh, you know, Rumsfeld was shaking hands with Saddam Hussein and, and Twitler was saluting uh, Kim Jong-un's generals and also bowing to the Saudi princes. And uh, so, eh, no harm, no foul there. That's, you know, that's all business. <laughs> Gulen portrays himself as a moderate, but guess what? When I kidnap him on order of my foreign dictator autocrat, well, anti-democratic autocrat friend who happens to be paying me a lot of money that I'm not disclosing as I'm writing this op-ed, and I won't talk about the kidnap plot either, but when I kidnap him and bring him back to Turkey... He won't be portraying himself as a moderate. In fact, he'll be—he'll call himself a goddamn, uh, you know, uh, prima ballerina after we get torch through torturing him. He'll call himself uh, an astronaut. He'll call himself goddamn Tinkerbell if I ask after we torture him. Cause that's—I'm Michael Flynn. So who we God. got? Where we go one, we go all. Where, Where we, we go, go one, one, we go, go all. God bless America. God, God bless, bless America. America. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, and, of course, where we go one, where we go all, that's not in the oath that you take. What, what does Michael Flynn know? It's been such a long time since he took an oath that was to the democratic system that he pretends to love, he had to, uh, I guess he forgot that where we go one, where we go all, that's something that's a QAnon thing. Where we go one, where we go all. Who, uh? How fucking dare you? Unbelievable. Well, I wish. I wish it was unbelievable. Who could have written this? You would never. So according to The Independent, 
I what I meant was you would never write this because it's just too unbelievable. Former Trump aide Flynn appears to make a pledge to QAnon in July 4th video. Former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn appeared to signal his support for the far-right QAnon conspiracy theory on July 4th holiday by posting a video to his Twitter reciting an oath of duty that ends with a QAnon slogan, Where we go one, we go all, which makes me sick. When, and then he goes, hooah, which is an army thing. Like, fuck you. And this is why you don't have right-wingers. In, well, you don't have open Nazis and KKK and freaks like the QAnon crowd. They're barred from the military. I mean, in an ideal military, uh, openly, on paper, they're barred. Not in Trump's world, though. Because you don't want to train your enemy. You don't train these right-wing freaks. Because they're incapable. They are the enemies of the people. They're the enemies of democracy. Where we go one, we go all. Well, why don't you go all and get the fuck out already? Go one and go all and go galt and go out. Get out. Shrug. They keep saying that they're going to shrug and they're going to go galt. And they're going to go one and go all. Well, go the fuck all. Get out. Hurry the F up. I'm sick of you. Rapture the hell out of here already. Please. We're tired. We've had enough of your antics. It's exhausting. Where we go one, we go, we hate you. I'm tired of you. Aren't you tired? I'm tired of them. Wouldn't you just like to have a country that is trying not to be the laughing stock of the world? Not to be the hypocrisy is their beating heart. It's like the the fat no wonder. I just thought to myself, no wonder they they're so they're such um they they run this protection racket for the goddamn traitors to this country. The goddamn confederates who rose up against this country and these idiots run this this revisionist history protection racket for them because they're the same they're traitors too so if we're on to the traitors in the confederacy how soon will it be till we we're on to them well guess what we're on to you right wingers you're disgusting and I wish you were only disgusting. You're dangerous because you have power. It would be funny if they weren't destroying the thing that so many Americans fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. And that's why it is our duty to stand up to these traitors. They're not patriots. I don't care how many oaths they take. Oath? Taking an oath and then tacking on a QAnon dog whistle? So it's like Kaylee McEnany complaining about how uh, Democrats don't want to work with Republicans, but while she says Democrat Party. Fucking disgusting. Little infants. 
where we go one, we go all. Ugh. Well, go. We want you to all go one and all. Go. Go, Galt. Find a nice goddamn island for yourselves. Uh, you could call it Trump Island. You know how boring he is? Trump University, Trump Steaks, Trump this, Trump that, Trump vitamins, Trump fucking water. Trump Island. It won't be anything interesting. There won't be no, it won't be an interesting, it won't be like Ivankaville or something. Trump Island. Then get the fuck out and build a wall around it. And you could do as much, you could shit on it, you could throw your shit, and, and you could build a corporation, you could dump your disgusting corporate waste in all the streams, you could turn it into a husk for your parasitic selves to suck, profit, and discard. Do what you want to do, but do it somewhere else. Go Galt. Be, yeah, maybe they'll be raptured. Debbie Willis is saying on the chat, I always say that. Why don't they, please, rapture the fuck out of here already. Rapture. Leave us alone. Leave the normal people alone. Rapture on out of here so we can have a system that works for all. We can finally have a decent civilization without you al goddamn albatrosses around our national necks dragging us down what did we do this is our penance guys it really must be because i say what did we do to deserve this well it is our inability to face our original sins in this country it this is why they're capable well they're able to inflict this shit on us because they get it they of uh, uh, all that they do, they cannot afford to have us ever heal the fissures of disunity in regard to race, especially. Who's calling me? I'm doing a show. <laughs> they can't have us having any kind of... They, you know, that's that well what am i trying to say they can't have like that's why they say all lives matter when you say black lives matter because they can't afford when you say black lives matter when when we say black lives matter when we're out there in the streets fighting for black lives matter they that's that makes them very nervous that makes right wingers concerned that's why they have to say all lives matter. They have to throw their dum-dums off the scent because otherwise, what if we actually have um, a system that recognizes the true American experience that finally brings everybody to the table? And we can all agree that this country has a... Has a a complicated history. And that's, it's a history. That's your history. That's your origin story. So there's nothing bad about pointing it out. 
It means you're an adult. Like when we talk about George Washington, okay, he was a great general who who put, they call him the American Cincinnatus because he, like Cincinnatus in ancient Rome, after Cincinnatus, he was a dictator. A dictator was a position in Rome that they would appoint somebody, a dictator, for a period of time, only a short period of time, so they can handle a crisis. And then Cincinnatus, instead of abusing his dictatorial powers, he was a true Republican in the true R, small R sense of the word. He went back to his farm after the after the crisis was over. So they call the they call George Washington the American Cincinnatus because he had an opportunity to become a king. And he went back to his farm. But he didn't um he didn't say I cannot tell a lie after chopping down a cherry tree. That is that's not a true story. But what is true is that he owned slaves. He owned human beings and that he wasn't such a, some great humanitarian. In fact, one of his human beings that he owned escaped him. We spoke about her, Oni Judge, on the show. And he hounded her for the rest of his life, trying to capture her again, trying to bring her back to slavery. He found that to be personally insulting that she escaped him. She couldn't understand why. We treated you nice, didn't we treat you nice? But he was still. That, he ha this is his history. What is wrong with teaching the true history of this country? That's what will make us a more perfect union, to recognize the complicated human story that we all are uh, oh as our legacy that's a, what was that a legacy as our that's our story fucking thing in the back one of these days one of these days things will work out technically things will work out right one of these days not today though Oh, God. Let me see if Restream... Still, it's still sending data over to YouTube. I guess that's a lost cause. Sort of like Trump and Z's having a country that works for all. Or caring about a country that works for all. Or wanting a country that works for all. So, this is why when you see Twitler, when you see... Not Twitler. When you see Michael Flynn... What the fuck just happened there? Whose idea was that when they were sitting around uh, at the 4th of July barbecue? Let's all get together. You know what will be great? Well, let's put this on our social media. This will really get some liberal tears that we can drink. We'll take the oath of enlistment. To what? What are you enlisting in? QAnon? The army of, of the stupid? The Trump and Z army? The Twitler youth? What are you taking an oath to? 
with your USA shirts and your stupid Trump shirt. Yeah, it won't. It doesn't distract us, though, because we we understand, Michael Flynn. You're a traitor. You admitted it twice. You pled guilty. So Twitler let you off? Shame on you for going around and and thinking we're all as stupid as the idiots who voted for Twitler. We're only we're in the majority, guys. This is what I want to remind you as well. We are in the majority. They are the minority, a very loud minority that certainly gets a lot of airtime. That's for sure. They're constantly getting on MSNBC and CNN. They got to constantly check in with the morons. Where are you now? What do you think now? What do you think? Are you going to vote for him still? What are you going to do? What are you thinking? What are you doing? What do you? It's like, how about we start checking in with the the patriots, the real ones? But <laughs> when I said that. I thought, of course they're never going to do that. The point of corporate media is not to inform. It is to distract. The corporate media is part of the problem. And they're only we only have a corporate media because of the broken system. Deregulated by both sides. Reagan, then Clinton, deregulating the media, then giving us the likes of Rush Limbaugh and Fox News, and on the so-called left, MSNBC, please. And it's not left. It's corporate. They're not talking about what really needs to happen because they don't want that to happen. And, and, and again, all day, on corporate media, I kept hearing them say again and again and again, about how, well, because now Twitler is running. He gave his 4th of July speech, Salute to America, which is basically, he's like this. So, and no, he's like this, counting his money. And, uh, well, sucking on the federal treasury. He's never made a legitimate buck in his life. He is the biggest loser that ever, of all American taxpayers. This is not a disputable um, thing. This is a fact. So they were saying how Twitler would like us to forget about the coronavirus and think about the economy, you know, because it was such a great economy before Twitler got a hold of it. Well, before the COVID got a hold of it. No, it wasn't. Let me Let me get clear. I'm sorry. I'm being a little, I'm not saying it properly, but this was never a good economy. All right, guys? Even before the coronavirus, we we weren't in a great economy. Okay, oh, we had low unemployment. Well, if you got to work three uniquely American low-paying jobs and still not be able to f- save $400, and we have an economy where the rich are getting richer and the working class, the middle class is now below 50% of the population. It was never a good economy. So let's stop 
playing into their game. When, when, whenever anybody says that, if you say that, then you're playing into their hand. What's a good economy? So when they say, let's get back to normal, what is normal? Normal is 35,000 Americans needlessly dying without health care, without being able to retire. One third of the American people unable to retire. That's not a normal economy. So, well, not, not a normal economy, excuse me. It's not a successful economy. That's not a good economy. So let's get real. So that's why I'm like, come on. That's why we do a show. Let me see what's going on with Restream, if they said anything. This weird, it's weird, it's weird. What is going on? If they, because I tweeted at them that Restream is not connecting. If you are using stream now to connect instead of YouTube events, somebody wrote back, then try switching to events. YouTube is doing away with stream now. Mm. Well, it's too late now. Oh, brother. No, I wasn't using stream now. I was using events. Everything is annoying. We got so much more show to do, though. It's really ridiculous. That's why it's like we... Oh, come on. If you're not a patron, I have to ask you to go and become a patron right now at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we can have a daily show. Let's see. Did anybody become a patron during the show? No. No. Absolutely not. Yes. Cynthia Hensel. Absolutely, Tara. It's not a good economy. Yes, of course not. And it's only going to get worse. Now that Twitler has his disgusting, greedy, pudgy, short, tiny fingers around the neck of power, there's only so much you can do to bullshit your way out of this situation. See, that's all Twitler is. He's a bullshit artist. And the Republicans are, they don't care. As you see, what is Mitch McConnell doing? While Twitler is doing nothing, going around having rallies with non-social distancing rallies with no masks, those people, good. Like I was saying, I was on Bob Kincaid's show. Oh, no, Bob was on my show on Saturday, and we were talking, and, and we say, I say, good. Let them die. Let them get it. I'm not saying, okay, you got to die. I'm, I mean, all right, wake up. I'll try to be nice. They deserve what they get. But the fact is they're going to hurt people. They're going to hurt normal people. Normal people will be uh, will be affected, unfortunately, because of the selfish, the right-wingers who don't know how to behave, who hate this country and hate their fellow Americans. So, 
Let me see. But we're in big trouble. It's only going to get worse. We're on the verge of a Great Depression. And it's just like the Republicans, they did it to us before. So this will be the second Republican Great Depression in 100 years. We had a first one in 30s, 29, 30s, right? And then we had the second near Republican Great Depression, the Great Recession, and now, now we have another Republican Great Depression on the precipice. This isn't, this isn't by um, accident. It's a choice. They have to, uh, if, if they wanted to, they would do something about it. But the Republicans... Yes, I know. Mark on the chat is saying verge. Exactly. How many millions are out of work? So Twitler touts the great economy. Oh, we had a couple of, uh, what was it? A million people went back to work or something? A million more than they expected? I don't know the number exactly. But he's uh, touting the people that basically they were on furlough. So these people were laid off temporarily and their jobs were waiting for them. So they said it's sort of like uh, dropping $20 on the floor and picking it up again and saying, oh, look, I earned or here I go, I made $20. No, the people out of work now are, there are no jobs. Those jobs are gone. So once the Republicans if they pull the plug on the extra $600 a week in unemployment benefits, just wait for the bottom to go falling out. We have, we're already in a massive, uh, like you're saying, yeah. Are we in a depression? When do you officially cross the line? The, uh, the amount of people... Um, who are being foreclosed on has doubled. All of these things are a choice. The government, if we had a government that worked for the American people, this, this wouldn't be happening. This is a choice. In other countries, people are getting paid to stay home. They're getting up to the 80% of their salary to stay home. And... Businesses are being backstopped by the government because it was, this is a national, this is a, an emergency. It's a crisis. It's not like everybody decided, like I wish they would in a general strike to stay home. But only here, only in America, are the American people experiencing this type of unemployment. Just like only in America are we experiencing the amount of death and the upward swing in people getting the coronavirus after, suppose, oh, this is a spike, honey. This ain't a spike. This is it. We've only just begun, these bastards. So, yeah. It's only getting worse. Oh, hi, Tara. Oh, you knocked over my iPad. Tara Jr. Jr. 
hold on, everybody. Yes, YouTube isn't working for some reason. It's annoying as hell. And here's Tara Jr. Jr. to join the fun. My emotional support cat. Isn't he good? Look at him, though. Look at that cat. He's so cute. All right, so here's the thing. Conspiracy theory. So we're talking about Michael Flynn, all of these freaks. Conspiracy theories. All of the idiots. The lady in the store who knocked all the masks down in her watch, whatever, in her $40,000 Rolex watch. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Saying, read the news. The la the guy with the mask who's, who doesn't want to be muzzled like a mad dog. Read the news. You're not informed. Where are these people getting their their news from? If this were the age of Edward R. Murrow, do you think that this would be happening? It's like on Fox News. They've done studies. Fox News makes viewers stupider than people who watch absolutely no news at all. Let me see. Make, I'm looking for the study. Makes viewers less informed. This was a study back in 2012, and I'm sure it, it applies today. It hasn't changed. Study. Watching only Fox News makes you less informed than watching no news at all from that Socialist rag business insider. Media outlets, such as Fox News, have a negative impact on current events knowledge, while NPR and Sunday morning political talk shows are more informative. Researchers asked 100, wait, wait, not 100, 1,185 random nationwide respondents what news sources they consumed on average, people correctly answered 1.6 out of 5 questions about domestic affairs because the aim of the study was to isolate the effects of each type of news source. They controlled for variables such as other news sources, partisanship, education, and demographic factors. They found that someone who watched only Fox News would be expected to answer only 1.04 domestic questions correctly compared to 1.22 for those who watched no news at all. Those who watched The Daily Show with Jon Stewart answered 1.42 correctly, and people who only watched or listened to NPR answered 1.5. In terms of international news, people correctly answered an average of 1.8. With all else being equal, people who watched no news were expected to answer 1.2 correctly. Those watching only Sunday morning shows figured 1.5. Those watching only The Daily Show figured 1.6. Those watching MSNBC were expected to correctly answer 1.2. While only Fox News figured at 1.08. The study noted that the effects of Fox News and talk radio de depended on the ideology of the consumer. So, 
Thus, those who watch no news, answering questions by guessing or relying on existing knowledge, fared much better than those who watched the most popular 24-hour cable news network, Fox News. So, in the days... I remember when this study came out. So, this was in 2012. That's why they talk about The Daily Show. I guess The Daily Show's still on, but they mentioned The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. So, but if this was the uh, the days of Edward R. Murrow and a study came out that said those who watched Edward R. Murrow, or those who watched CBS, let's say, they were less informed than those who watched no news at all. That would be a call for mass firing all through the newsroom. Th- that would be considered a failure. You know what I mean? They would, there would be repercussions for that if it was a legitimate news source. Fox News, if a study comes out that says Fox News viewers are less informed than those who watch no news at all, and nothing happens. In fact, they get promoted. They get another show. They get... More money in their contract. They get their contracts extended. Because propaganda is their business model. Not informing the people. And here we are. In a country. That has somebody like this. Cancer, strokes, and everything else. And then we chalk it up to COVID. That is sick. We are being lied to. Our freedoms are being taken forever. And I will not be muzzled like a mad dog. And I will not have my... (laughs) If this were a functioning society, that man would get the help he needs. He wouldn't be joined with a chorus of amens, for Christ's sakes. Yes, and as Mark is saying on the chat... NPR has gone pretty corporate, judging by their underwriters. Of course, the Koch brothers, they underwrite. Wasn't there something recently with NPR, or was that PBS and the Koch brothers, where they t- they changed their programming because of the Kochs? Let me see. PBS, Koch brothers. Programming. Some documentary. All of this stuff. Hmm. Something about global warming. That's right. Global warming, Coke, and Nova. Two brief letters uh, in my mailbox. Oh, this is PBS. Blah, blah, blah. Coke Brothers programming change. Let me see if I can find the article. Hmm. Is it PBS? That doesn't matter. I'm going off on a sidetrack. Does not run documentary. So many things that happened. In your mind, it's all... Sometimes it all mixes together. That's why I need an assistant here. Say, hey, look that article up. And that's why I say... Hello, become a patron. Please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. 
so we can have a real show that has, let's say, someone, not just me, pushing the buttons, but we can, we can really have a show. Of course, we will always have cats at the show, but we will have a show. Okay, here's an article from Time that I thought was relevant. Conspiracy theories might sound crazy, but here's why experts say that we can no longer ignore them. And this is what I'm trying to, what I've been saying today. When people show you who they are, believe them. We can no longer laugh at the Republicans. They are destroying this country from within, and the conspiracy theories are a symptom of that. That, that our fellow Americans are running around like nuts without masks on, screaming about being muzzled like a wild dog or a mad dog. Screaming, learn the news, read the news. What the fuck news are you talking about? This is the sign of a dying country. No functioning democracy that works for all has any kind of problem like this. They don't have it. They, Of course, everybody has crazy people in their country. But you don't see this happening in Norway or New Zealand or Australia, or Canada, where the the insane are getting a wink and a nod from the people in the White House, or or they're flashing the equivalent of a gang sign, the QAnon oath, to their fellow conspiracy theories. You know what QAnon is? In fact, QAnon, I will not be surprised, is... I, if, it's, if we find out in years to come if QAnon is not another Russian PSYOPs operation that has these idiots who think they go on this 4chan site. So some guy who supposedly works for the government, he's got top secret security clearance, and he is revealing all of the secrets of the government on, on a website. And all of these people believe it. What is more um, likely? What do you think is Occam's razor? The simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Is, is it really somebody with secret security clearance is exposing the machinations of a corrupt government? Or some... Russian PSYOPs campaign created a fake identity and has a bunch of assholes duped into believing it. Somebody just left a long-ass chat. What's going on? Is there an argument happening on the chat? That's okay. You're allowed. Should I step in, though? All right, so here's an article from Melissa Chan. Conspiracy theories, both powerful and enduring, can wreak havoc in society. In recent years, fringe ideas prompted a gunman to storm a Washington, D.C. pizzeria and may have motivated another to fatally shoot 11 worshipers inside a Pittsburgh synagogue. 
They are also largely to blame for the worldwide surge in measles cases that has sickened more than uh, more people in the U.S. in the first half of 2019 than in any full year since 1994. Now the FBI says conspiracy theories are very likely inspire domestic terrorists to commit criminal and sometimes violent acts and are very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve on internet platforms, according to an intelligence bulletin obtained by Yahoo News. The May 30th document from the FBI's Phoenix field office, the first of its kind to examine the threat of conspiracy-driven extremists, also says that the 2020 presidential election will likely fuel conspiracy theories potentially motivating domestic extremists, extremists who subscribe to them. It is increasingly becoming clear that lots of people believe in them and they have negative outcomes, says Viren Swamy, a, so- a social psychology professor at uh, Angela Ruskin University in the UK, who has published several studies on conspiracy theories. Millions of people all over the world, including by one estimate half of the U.S. population, believe in conspiracy theories. Today, that figure may even be higher, according to a political scientist and psychologist who study the phenomenon. Since researchers have not tracked these trends over time, it's difficult to determine whether the number of people who believe in conspiracy theories have risen over the years, but experts and now the FBI argue an average person's exposure to them has certainly increased, in large part because conspiracy theories are now more easily disseminated on social media. Among the most prominent peddlers of misinformation on social media, experts say, is Donald Trump. And they call him president, but I, I'm sorry. He's not the president. He's, uh, he's Twitler. Twitter has repeatedly promoted falsehoods, using his personal Twitter account more than 100 times to voice doubts about the negative effects of climate change, contradicting an overwhelming consensus of scientists. Trump, who has, or Twitter, who has more than 63 million followers, and that in itself is a lie. I have explained this again and again, you guys, for the new people. Uh, This is something that drives me insane. Twitter has fake followers. He's a freaking liar. We know that. He cares a lot about the appearance of things. Of course he buys fake followers because he can't deal with the fact that President Obama has actual followers. So let me show you oh, very, very quickly. Where the fuck is this bastard's? Did he block? Me? Oh, no, no. For example, let me show you. This is Twitter. Hold on. Let me get the page up. Quickly, right? You could just look yourself. So go into his account. Let's see. Real Donald Trump. Right here. 8.2. It went up. 82 million followers. It used to be 44 a couple of weeks ago. Not that long ago. 
When did they write? How many? Wait, 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 wait. Because they say it right here. How many? Has 63 million followers. This article was written when? In August of last year. Last year. So he was. Now he has how many followers? 88. He's got fake followers. He's bought followers. I'm not saying that other the people, of course, they follow him. Look at these accounts. I'm telling you right here. This is fake. You can tell. Look at this. No, not followed by anyone. Joined June 2020. Come on, everyone. Look, there somebody's random photo. And I'm sure, let's see who she's following. Michelle Obama. Oh, these are fake accounts. Let's go back to Twitlers. Oh, and I'm randomly clicking. Okay, this is probably real. Joined September 2015. Not this one. July 2020 at KCC311-2000. No followers, not following anybody but Twitter. Lizzie joined April 2020. July 2020. Marley at Marley9039235. Come on. All of these. This is a dodgy one. I don't care if it says join July 2016. It could be an old one. Look at them. Look, right. July 2020. No followers. April 2020. July 20. Am I out of my mind here? Everyone, come on. About this, I mean, specifically. Just reporting that Twitter has 80 million followers or whatever is we're buying into the bullshit again, yet again. If they're so, they got their, their high-powered perception pointed at the real news, what's really going on, then why don't you just take a look? You filthy, disgusting Trump anzies, and into your con man standard bearer and the ruse that he plays on you every single day in every area of his life including his so-called twitter following he can't abide having um, president obama having more followers than he has of course not so of course he buys followers am i wrong and it drives me insane that the corporate media never points it out. Like even in this article, it's so much easier to write that, okay, he's used his Twitter account to spread conspiracy theories to his sixty more than 63 million followers. What does it take to say many of which are fake? He's a fake-ass faker. 
Faker than the fakest news you've ever faked heard. But what do I know? I just have a terror buster, an unapologetic liberal talk show. Unbelievable. So, and some patrons. We need more patrons. That's all we can do is get more patrons. What does it take? $2 a month. $5 a month. What does it take? A cup of coffee a month. For the real liberal media. The real liberal show. That we can get the word out. All right, all right, all right. Stop, Tara, stop. More recently, following Jeffrey Epstein's apparent suicide in federal jail, Trump tweeted an uncorroborated theory that suggested the death of the well-connected financier who was charged with sex trafficking of minors and conspiracy was suspicious and somehow linked to former President Bill Clinton, even though it's also linked to him. When asked about when asked by reporters Tuesday whether he thinks the conspiracy theory he promoted is true, Trump said he has no idea, but added that Clinton was a very good friend of Epstein's. Well, so was Twitler, who has been on Epstein's private plane like Twitler has, and perhaps to Epstein's private Caribbean island like Twitler has, which locals reportedly dubbed Pedophile Island like Twitler did. Clinton spokesman, and well, Twitler also said that Jeffrey Epstein likes the young girls, a little young. And he was whispering disgustingly in Jeffrey Epstein's ear while he was pointing at women who were dancing on the dance floor. That's your goddamn hero, Trump Anzies, who's making America great? Yeah, it's making America G R A T E. Make it great on our goddamn last nerves. Oh, my God. Chris Cuomo did was horrible. His language is horrible. He looked like a total out-of-control animal. Oh, whatever. Sorry about that. That probably hurt your ears like it hurt mine. It was supposed to be related to what we were talking about, but it's, um, he's talking about the, you know, how Trump, Twitler has these pressers in front of a plane so he can scream. Ugh, and the corporate media just sits there plopping cameras in front of him, letting him rip with all his lies, saying nothing, not just catapulting the propaganda, not going back at him, not, you know, reporting the news like their constitutionally proscribed role. Just putting a camera there, letting a con man do his carnival barking. That's what it is. For God's sakes. Uh-oh, what the hell? What did I get? Did I just get shut down on Facebook? Oh, no. I, just, I got a, a message from Facebook. I thought sometimes they shut you down if you play another video from somebody else. They'll say, this is a copyright. And then you're done. And then 
two days later, they'll be like, okay, CBS released the copyright claim. Well, the show's over now. You fucked it up. Thanks, Zuckerberg. So, but that didn't happen. The chief conspiratorial, how do you pronounce this word? Conspiratorialist of the last 10 years is now the president of the United States. Says Harvard University researcher Joseph Vitriol. That's an interesting name. Who studies political psychology. Because of that, we might be seeing an increased influence and pervasiveness of these beliefs. In 2016, when a gunman barged into a Washington, D.C. pizzeria, he had falsely believed children were trapped in a sex trafficking ring led by Hillary Clinton, a fringe idea propagated by an anonymous user known as Q, who favors Trump. Thousands of people, including the actor Roseanne Barr, believe to acknowledge Q's uncorroborated musing, which started on the con on the controversial message board for Chan. I know, it's a stupid... It's a place for stupids, Junior. Platforms like YouTube and Facebook have also given life to conspiracy theories and allowed many to go viral. The children's arcade chain Chuck E. Cheese was pressured to address and debunk an allegation that it resold leftover pizza slices after a YouTube star made the claim in a video. The theory was mostly harmless, but highlights how YouTube, which boasts more than 1 billion users, is part of the problem. Critics argue that the company's obscure recommendation algorithm system, which chooses and automatically plays the user's next video, often leads viewers down rabbit holes, pushing them towards questionable content they might not discover on their own. Blah, 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 blah. Facebook faced its own pressures in March after an Ohio teenager who got vaccinated against his mother's wishes testified about the dangerous misinformation during a widely viewed Senate hearing. Ethan Lindenberger, told, age 18, told lawmakers that his mother, an anti-vaccine advocate, mostly relied on Facebook for her, in- her information. This fucking country is done. Conspiracy theories are effective at doing the things that they do, says Mike Wood, a lecturer at England's University of Winchester who specializes in psychology and the psychology of conspiracy theories. They motivate people to take actions, to vote or not to vote, to vaccinate their kids or not to vaccinate their kids, to do all of these things that are important. So that's why I say... As far as what we're talking about is concerned, it's all related, of course. But we uh, we have to take the filthy, disgusting fascists at their word. What they're up to. It is for real. They're not kidding around. Whether they hide behind the flag, their ugly flag shirts, their fake-ass oaths, we know that the filthy, disgusting Republicans, they take oaths. These, these people wipe their asses with oaths. They take a lot of oaths. But they don't take them. Um, they don't take an oath. I mean, whether they take it or not. 
They take an oath to this country? Absolutely not. These are the same people that took an oath. They took an oath to Nor to Grover Norquist. Remember that? These gross ghouls, these greed-centered ghouls. They took an oath to Grover Norquist. Remember when they they vowed never to raise taxes? There was an oath. And they were all asked at different times, did you take the oath? No one ever asked them, what the fuck are you doing taking an oath to Grover Norquist? Are you an America-hating bastard or what? At the time, we had a patriotic duty to stand up to these freaks and say, you don't take an oath to Grover Norquist to hobble the government. That's what they were doing. To never raise taxes, they were taking an oath to oligarchy, ladies and gentlemen. And proving me correct yet again that the Republicans have absolutely no interest in having a country that is functioning. They have no interest in, in democracy in a democracy that works for all, no way. They will stand democracy. They'll abide it only up to the point where they can continue to maintain and concentrate wealth and power. Yeah, you can go vote for your dog catcher or whatever, but if it gets in the way of wealth and power, no way, Bubby. That's why they are rigging and gerrymandering and voter suppressing and, and voter IDing this democracy right into the dirt. So don't be fooled. These are people that take an oath to Grover Norquist. And in public, they'll take an oath like Michael Flynn. Oh, look at me. I'm taking an oath. Look at me. I love America while working behind the backs of America. Who would ever have thought that any other American in this country would look to Michael Flynn as some kind of hero after taking an oath? He's, oh, he's, he was so picked upon. He pled guilty twice. He said he was guilty. Well, who are we going to believe? We're going to believe him now or then? He was lying then, and now he's telling the truth now. Or are you just an idiot and a not-so-useful idiot? I hate to call them useful idiots, to tell you the truth, because they're not useful at all. They're useless idiots, useless idiots. What good are they? They're not even good humor. They're not even good company. There's nothing decent about them. They bring zero to the table, nothing. They don't enhance this civilization. They don't bring anything to it. They don't add to it. They don't add to culture. They don't add to unity. They don't add to science. To, they add nothing to, cre to creation. They, they don't have an original idea in their head. They don't add to brotherly love. They don't add to patriotism. Not at all. They don't add to our reputation. 
everything, every way you look, they take from it. They degrade it. They're like a rust and corrosion in, in our, uh, on our body politic. They are a disease in the body politic. Then the symptoms are their conspiracy theories and their con men and their ins- insistence to continue to make this country sick, as sick as the oligarchs needed to be, so they can continue to steal. And ultimately, it comes down to the sickness of the oligarchs, because they are sick, because it's not enough for them in this country. It's never enough. You see, they have more money than 10 people can spend in 50 lifetimes, and it's not enough. In this country, they'll step over you on the way to their gated community. They don't care how many Americans are sick or needlessly dying or cutting their medication in half or living in in countries or counties that are drinking tainted water because of all of the crap in this non-functioning society that only cares about the unholy dollar? Oh, they don't care. They like uh, everywhere you go. They like you to shut up and go die for corporate America. But if you ever want something, if you want government to do something to to actually function for you, oh, that's too much, too much. We're broke. What do you mean? This country is sick, man. It is sick. But I'm not trying to be hopeless here or make you feel hopeless. The fact is... The first step in getting it back is understanding that there's a problem. We know what's wrong with this country. It is conservatism and greed. It's always it's the same thing that's always been wrong with every country. So, greed, selfishness, and it's... The, the w- reason they can get away with it here. They're not, see, in other civilizations for thousands of years in Western civilization, the, they had the working people, the serfs, convinced that that was the way it should be. The rich should be rich. You should be poor. That's the way you were born. God wants it that way. You toil in the fields. You shut your fat mouth. You go die if the king tells you, and you will wait your reward in heaven. And you don't pester your lords for a life. That comes when you're dead. Don't worry. Trust us. When you're dead, you'll have a mansion. Everything will be equal. We'll balance out the scales then. But right now, get to work and shut up. And die. Don't get too much burden, son, because don't think that the that government, government's for the rich. It runs to make the rich richer. That's the way God wants it. That's the way. I mean, look, listen to the priests tell you. They'll tell you to shut up. And if you were meant to be rich, you would have been born rich. You would have been born into a an aristocracy. 
instead of one of the peons. So, you know, better luck next life. See you in the mansion in heaven. But here in a democracy, when we when the founders threw off that system of government, they created a a government of by and for the people. And only those people were white men, of course. But as we expand the franchise and bring others, our fellow Americans, the the vision of who has a seat at the table gets wider and wider. <clears throat> the rich, excuse me, have to, they have to pretend to go along with the ruse. They believe in democracy, you see. So they can't come right out and say it, that they believe that the rich should run and own everything and everybody else should shut the F up and get back in the field and die on command and don't worry about it, you'll get everything when you're dead. They can't come out and say that they have to pretend to love democracy as well. So it's a little bit harder. But if you own the media and you are able to buy politicians who can write laws and to ensure that no matter how many times people go to the polls and vote, how many people want a, whatever, a seat at the table. They want certain initiatives that help them, that somehow right the scales of justice and have an economy that works for all because economic justice is justice. It's racial justice. It is justice, equal justice. Th they don't... They have to work harder to convince people that what they're seeing right before their very eyes. No, no, no. It's not this way. It's that way. It's not that, it's not that the right-wingers, the corporatists, are fascists. Like, the very definition of fascism, the belligerent nationalism, sexism, cronyism and corruption. No, no, no. It's the liberals who are the fascists, you see? The liberal fascists. You can't say the N-word. They're, that's not free. You're not free. We, which are, and they make you wear a mask in the middle of a pandemic. What is this? Forget e pluribus unum out of many one. They're not trying to what, they're trying to stop your freedom. But these people have always been among us, these freaks who work against the American people. But what it's about is rich people, extremely rich people, paying ex rich people to tell the working people to blame the poor people. And, you know, let the games begin. The ga let's round and round we go. Heads they win, tails we lose. The game is rigged. <clears throat> and, yeah. It, it was all, it's inevitable that we have a carnival barker as a so-called president. 
It was always going to end this way. But what are we going to do without it? I do the show. I'm here to tell you guys what is wrong. You know it too. And I hope other people listen to the show. And you spread the show with your friends and you share it. And you invite people to join us in our community. So we can continue to get this word out. Because we're up against it. And we will not win until we fix it. And so, well, and it starts with understanding the problem. You cannot get better until you diagnose what's wrong. So one of the things, here's one of the reasons why Twitler is sowing seeds of confusion and mistrust about the government. And this is the government. So when they talk about the government, they and when Twitler's talking about draining the swamp, no, no, no. He's not, it's sort of like when Obama said change we can believe in. We all projected our our version of change, our dreams, our hopes and dreams. Uh, me, I thought change we can believe in. Oh, he's talking about a new, new deal. I only wish. No, no, no. Change he can believe in is just is a ruse. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it's the same thing like make America great. It's It's nothing. It means nothing. So, and that's why it's ingenious because it, and of course, Twitler is such a low effort thinking with a low IQ and a, and, and just an incredibly shameless grifter. He didn't even come up with make America great again. That's not his. He got that from the KKK who got, well, he got it from Reagan who got it from the KKK. Either one. They both serve the same masters. But so that's why, I mean, Twitler is such, he's such a derivative bore. Never in his life has he had an original thought. That's why he, there's not, he, he, he could never rise to any occasion. People say, oh, well, maybe he'll, he'll rise to the moment. You're assuming a lot. You're being very charitable. Of course, we know now that he'll, he, he's incapable of rising to any moment because he is a grifter, a, an empty, disgusting black hole of need. And I'm losing my voice. That can never be filled up. He's got that need for narcissistic supply. That's a con man. Well, it's narcissism, malignant narcissism. You need constant validation. It's never enough. That's why he can't, he, he can't handle it. He needs his Nuremberg rally dupes. But this whole game, it is, it's, it's as old as recorded history. It's make the rich richer. That's why it doesn't matter how many Americans are sick and dead, how many have coronavirus out, 2 million and counting, 130,000 dead in two months and counting, and we've only just begun. 
it doesn't matter how many die. Mitch McConnell, he's going to go about his business packing the courts with unqualified flunkies so they can destroy government, so they can make the rich richer. So that's the point. That is the goal of what they're doing. And Trump, he could never rise to the occasion because he doesn't have anything. It's like, I will never be able to uh, run uh, a marathon. Pro- I mean, maybe not, maybe. Unless I trained, I guess. What's, is that a good example? It's sort of, no, well, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. God damn it. I will never fly with my arms. I will never be able to flap my wings and fly. Neither will you. But no matter how much bullshit I blow up your ass about it, oh, I can fly. You've never seen. I can fly like nobody's ever believed. Nobody's ever seen how I could fly. If I wanted to fly, you'd like, I would fly. That's Twiddler. He's incapable. He's a great deal maker. He's a great businessman. You know, we have clips of him going, oh, I'm so good at business. Oh, God. I can't believe how fucking good on business I am. Well, he doesn't say fucking. He's like, I'm so good at business. Oh, God, you can't believe how good in business I am. Are you serious? Don't believe the hype. It's like some guy going, oh, I'm so great in bed. I am so great in bed. You can't believe how great I am. We know you're full of shit. But he's spreading all of the conspiracy theories. He's sowing dissension against and suspicion and paranoia against the government that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us. You know, when they're saying, I love America, America the great, America great. That's what they're saying. They hate America. How could you say you love America, but you're like, oh, Democrat Party, and you're doing nothing to make America a functioning government. The founders fought a revolution to give us a government. And these motherfucking greedy, oligarch, pandering, greedy, goddamn ghosts of the Gilded Age and the goddamn Dark Ages are doing all that they can to ensure that that government, that 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 government does not run. It doesn't function at all. The only thing that functions is the military. Oh, they like the military. They like pieces. Meanwhile, the military, we know this whole military-industrial complex, this is a rather modern invention. Before World War II, we didn't have a military. We didn't, we didn't have the giant military that we have now that never stops, that loses $35 trillion as an accounting error. That is more, uh, that costs more, that uses more money than the 12 other next largest militaries combined. We lost, (laughs) we have a military in this country only because the founders who debated this 
the not a standing army contingent lost by one vote. So now we have a standing army. But it doesn't have to be the biggest, giantest army on it. What do you need an army like that? If you have, you got nuclear weapons. Why do you need constant trillions? So much, so many trillions of dollars that you could lose $35 trillion in an accounting error and not know where it, where it went. While you're telling us, oh, we're broke, we're broke, we're broke, while old people are cutting their medication in half and people are dying on the way to their third uniquely American low-paying job because they're, they're cutting their diabetes medicine in half. This is disgusting. It's all about making the rich richer. That's the end game here, ladies and gentlemen. And that's as simple as it gets. They want a system that, ha- I mean, th- that doesn't challenge the entrenched power of money, organized money. And trust us. You know what? What did uh, Michael Cohen said when he testified? Trump's former fixer. Who needs a fixer? Except somebody who fucks things up constantly. Trump's fixer. Who is he? Oh, yeah. Go fix the pay off a porn star with installments. What billionaire pays a porn star in installments? I want to know. <clears throat> what is this, the Time Life Book Club? The Time Life porno, uh, porno Club? I don't know. Installments? What billionaire pays anything in installments? Jesus Christ. Stupid country we live in. Anyway, so as Michael Cohen said when he was testifying that Donald Trump if he loses the election, he's not le- he's not leaving. He's not going easily. There will not be a peaceful transfer of power. That's one of the things we supposedly pride ourselves in here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, how we have a peaceful transfer of power. Well, he's already setting it up that there will be no peaceful transfer of power. And let's believe Michael Cohen, of course. He's not kidding. He knows him personally. And listen to, listen, believe your own eyes, what Twitler's saying. Oh, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. Paper, oh, it's rigged. Millions voted illegally, it's rigged, it's rigged. Rigged game. You know it. And he he already said even during 2016, it's rigged that the that the that the vote is rigged if he loses. Remember that? Well, he's getting ready to f us over again. He's not going to leave, even if he loses. He will contest it. Trust me. You heard it here, and this is Max Boot writing for the new for the Washington Times. I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington Post, Washington Times. That's a right-wing rag. On his 
present trajectory, President Trump is heading for a whopping defeat in November. The Economist says, God help us, please. There's nearly a 99% chance that Joe Biden will win more popular votes and around 90% chance he will win more electoral college votes. But what if Trump doesn't concede defeat? That's a nightmare scenario for our democracy that could make the 2020 showdown over Florida's hanging chad seem like a grade school dispute by comparison. Trump is already laying down the foundation to dispute the election outcome with his incessant claims that mail-in ballots will lead to massive electoral fraud and that a rigged 2020 election. Election officials label such concerns preposterous, but they will serve as an excuse for the Republican Party to ver- to purge voter rest- registration rolls, limit mail-in ballots, close polling stations in minority areas, and challenge in-person voting by minorities, whatever it takes to win. And that's what I've been saying. They don't like democracy, everyone. It's doubtful that anything will, anything Trump does will produce a popular vote victory. He lost by nearly 3 million votes in 2016 and will probably lose by a greater margin this year. But it won't matter if by election night he is winning, he is within a spitting distance of an electoral college victory. I recently took part in a war game, quote unquote, to see what would happen under those circumstances. This session was organized by the Transition Integrity Project, a nonpartisan group founded by Rosa Brooks of Georgetown Law School and Nils Gilman of Bergeron Institute. I can't talk. I'm sorry, and I'm losing my voice. The scenario we were given predicted a narrow Biden victory in an electoral college of 278 to 260. Well, God help us. If that's the case, I'm out of here. I'm going to say, please become a patron so I can get the hell out of here. Various participants played the role of the Trump campaign, the Biden campaign, Republican and Democratic electric, uh, uh, elected officials, and the news media and other key players to see what would happen. I was on Team Trump, and needless to say, we did not concede defeat. Instead, we went to work ruthlessly and unscrupulously utilizing every ounce of power at our disposal to secure the 10 electoral college votes to swing the election. We focused our attention on three of the swing states that Biden won in our scenario, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, because in all three, Republicans control both branches and the legislature. Normally, the governor certifies the election results, and in these states, the governor is a Democrat. But there is nothing to prevent the legislature from certifying a different election outcome. Something similar happened in the 1876 presidential election. Democrat Samuel J. Tilden was leading on election day in both the popular vote and the electoral college. But the results were contested in three states. Congress appointed a commission to adjudicate the dispute and it voted along partisan lines eight to seven to hand all three states to Republican Rutherford B. Hayes. That gave Hayes 185 to 184 in the Electoral College and the presidency along with it. In our scenario, there are no 
there was no congressional commission. Instead, the Republican Party bombarded the airwaves with claims of electoral fraud and insisted that Trump had been cheated. Hello. What do you think would happen? They're going to be, oh, let's all get along now and watch in awe as we engage in a, an American tradition, the peaceful transfer of power. Have you been paying attention, guys? They don't want a functioning America, an American democracy. They want to destroy this country and entrench an oligarchy. Period, end of sentence. Power by any means. The GOP filed suit to prevent the certification of the results. Attorney General William P. Barr, who is in real life already making specious claims about mail-in voter fraud, supported this effort in our mock, mock exercise by claiming to have defective excuse me, to have detected efforts by Chinese intelligence, Antifa terrorists, and other enemies of the people to steal the election. Of course, this is what they'll do. The goal was to tie up the proceedings in the courts, initially at the state level, and quickly force the Republican-dominated Supreme Court to intervene. While this was going on, chaos reigned in the streets with pro- and anti-Trump activists mobilizing massive protests and violence erupting. Democrats believed that mass protests could force the government to respect the election outcome. But Team Trump, as Team Trump, we calculated such chaos would help persuade the Supreme Court to intervene and shut down the dispute. In, 2020, in 2000, even two of the more moderate justices, Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy, voted to end Florida's recount and hand the election to George W. Bush. Which, side note, when the votes, all the votes in Florida were counted, Al Gore won Florida, and thus he was the goddamn president. And if this was a functioning democracy, you know what would have happened? Effin Bush would have said, my bad. I don't care if it's, if it's September 12th. We need the president that the people voted for because that's this country that I love. That's what a goddamn a, a Republican who loved this country would do, but not the Republicans. You get it? Because they don't love this country. They want power and money. And not in that order, necessarily. <sighs> the danger of an undemocratic outcome only grows in other scenarios that are wargamed by other participants. For instance, what if there is no clear-cut winner on election night, with Biden narrowly ahead in the Electoral College, but with Michigan, North Carolina, and Florida still too close to call. The participants in that war game concluded that the result would be near civil war in the streets. Far-fetched rumors are enough to bring out an armed right-wing militia today. Imagine how they would respond if they imagined there was an actual plot afoot to steal the election from their hero. 
it's impossible to write off such concerns as far-fetched, given how many seemingly far-fetched things have already occurred in the past four years. Trump got himself impeached by trying to blackmail a foreign country into helping his re-election campaign. He will stop at nothing to avoid the stigma of being branded a loser unless Biden wins by an electoral college margin that no one can credibly dispute. Our democracy will be imperiled as never before, like it isn't already. Hi, Junior. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get up here. We had better start thinking now about how we would handle such an electoral crisis. Yes. All right, guys. Tonight, I apologize for all of the technical problems and that we weren't on YouTube because I could not receive any super chats, and that sucks. You guys, where did everybody go? I don't know. I do not know. Usually we're at YouTube. I want to say thank you all for your support. Thank you for becoming a patron. Be a patron. If you're a patron already, thank you, Robert Borland. And I want to thank all, let me see, where's my patrons? Where are my patrons at? Let me see. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, Frank and John and Laura and Sam. And John again and G. Miller and Linnell and another John with a J-O-N. And Ethan, Daniel, Brownwin. Greg, of course, and everyone, Joey, you guys, do me a favor, become a patron. If you're listening to this show and you're not a patron yet, please go to patreon.com slash at any level, including even the $2 a month. We will have another Tara Buster tomorrow night. Hopefully then YouTube will have its shit together and... Yeah, that's it. I'm hoping that if somebody becomes a patron, this is the Patreon challenge. Will you become a patron by tomorrow? Will we have another Tara Buster by tomorrow? Or will I have to be, I don't know, by myself, crying, thinking about the end of this country? Or will we get together again? And we can all commiserate together and plan. Not just sitting here like a bunch of I don't know. We're not giving up. This is how we get ready to fix this country and finally make a country that is worthy to pass on to our successors. You guys are great. Thank you very much. Become a patron or that's it. Maybe no show tomorrow. My name is Tara Devlin. I want to thank you for hanging out. I will do my best to get this show on YouTube tonight, even if I have to upload it. But in the meantime, go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to become a patron. We stick together. We win. Remember, we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. I hope. My name, well, my, I hope my name is Tara Devlin. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I hope to see you tomorrow night.